Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, your host this hour for a selection of 78 RPM records from my collection. It's an assortment of music from the first half of the 20th century. We'll start the program today with a record made by Roger Wolf Kahn and his orchestra on March 10, 1926 in New York. The tune by Eugene Herbert is called Birdie, and it features some impressive bird imitation whistling by Sybil Sanderson Fagan. This was issued on Victor 19996. Enjoy Roger Wolf Kahn, Birdie. interesting chord progression right there at the very end that in my mind marks this very distinctively as a Roger Wolf Kahn record from March of 1926 that was called Birdie 
And again, the whistling by Sybil Sanderson Fagan. And that welcomes you and me to this edition of the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright. I'm playing 78 RPM records of, oh, the 19-teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s here today. And originally, for today's program, I thought it might be fun to pull out records about animals. And so I was going to start with I'm Just Wild About Animal Crackers and then uh, play songs about dogs, cats, elephants, and whatever else came to mind. But as I was searching around for songs for such a theme, I kept coming across records about birds or with different kinds of birds in the title. And so... It's funny how these themes develop. I eventually scrapped the animal theme in favor of a bird theme. So, yes, today we're going to be ornithologically focused as we listen to songs with birds in the title. And in some cases, well, I don't think we're going to hear any actual bird song today, though there are plenty of records that feature recorded birds. But we will hear plenty of imitations of birds. But don't worry if all that whistling is a little too much for you. Uh, I've spaced a few of those out this hour. We won't be listening to back to back to back <laughs> bird whistling records. That could get rather monotonous. But I think we've got some fun dance bands, vocals, um, and other jazz records and things coming up in the hour ahead. So I hope you'll stick around and uh, give it a try. We're going to start this next set with a record made for the Jeanette label in Richmond, Indiana on September 11th, 1925. And this is on a red label Jeanette record, number 3142. I've never quite figured out why Jeanette was running two pop series simultaneously in 1924, 25, and 26. There was the red label series that started at about 3,000 and went up over 400 issues to something in the 3,400s. But simultaneously, they were issuing records in their standard uh, 4 and 5,000 series catalog number with the standard blue Jeanette labels. And in some cases, the material is duplicated. I'll have uh, the same track on a blue label Jeanette record in the 5,000 series and then another copy of it in the red label 3000 series. So I don't know exactly what was going on at the time. Uh, if you know and you want to drop me a note, send it to shellacstack at gmail.com and tell me what was the difference between those two Jeanette series. I could probably do some digging and figure it out, but for now, uh, let's get to the music. In this case, it's Bob Diekman and his orchestra, an Ohio-based band back in the 1920s that made some pretty good records. This one is called Some Other Bird Whistled a Tune. Thank you. 
often use the word cute on this program to describe certain records, but in this case I can't think of any other that fits quite so well. Nat Shilkrit and the Victor Orchestra, an incredibly cute record called The Wedding of the Birds, written by Harry Tobias, Henry Tobias, and Charlie Kisco. The whistlers on that record were not credited, but according to the ledgers it was Carson Robison and Nat Shilkrit himself who shared whistling duties. That was recorded in New York November 20th, 1930. Victor 22581. If ever a record sounded just like <laughs> just like the quintessential springtime record, I guess that would have to be it. There certainly seems to have been some little fad for a brief period there for the wedding of this, the wedding of that. I can think of the wedding of the painted doll. Um, well, there's, there's got to be others, and of course the wedding of the birds here. Before that, Ernie Golden and his Hotel McAlpin Orchestra, a Brunswick record, from February of 1927, the whistler there was Margaret McKee, who was probably the most prolific bird imitator on records of the 1920s. She made scads of records, uh, not all of them imitating birds. She whistled other things more straightforwardly as well. Uh, boy, did she record a lot. That was called Silver Song Bird, 
And starting the set, Bob Diekman and his orchestra out of Ohio, a record made in Richmond, Indiana in 1925, Some Other Bird Whistled a Tune. Well, so far we've heard songs about birds in a pretty general sense, but in this next set we'll hear three songs about a very particular kind of bird, the blackbird. Starting with the Savoy Havana Band, with Ramon Newton, the uncredited vocalist, recorded in Small Queen's Hall in London on September 23, 1926, and issued in England on his master's voice, 5130. The title of this is I'm a Little Blackbird Looking for a Bluebird. And then you'll probably recognize the other two. I'll just tell you in advance we'll hear from the National Cavaliers and George Olson, but starting off, the Savoy Havana Band. Thank you. 
to be happy, I know. This morning I looked at the sky and heard the blackbirds say goodbye, and heard the bluebirds say hello. Listen, can't you hear them singing above? They just learned that I've been lucky in love, in love. Only long sing a song, sing a song, because nothing's wrong, my blackbirds are bluebirds now. Oh, what hard luck stories they all hand me. 
make my bed and light the light. I'll be home late tonight. Blackbird, bye bye. quintessential 1920 songs in what I consider a definitive performance, George Olson and his music in June of 1926 with Bye Bye Blackbird, the song by Mort Dixon and Ray Henderson. The vocal trio there, the usuals, Fran Fry, Bob Borger, and Bob Rice. Before that, the National Cavaliers gave us My Blackbirds Are Bluebirds Now, a song that well, usually calls to my mind the wonderful record by Gene Goldkett, but I thought for our friend Neil Siegel, who enjoys the vocal harmony groups, we'd listen to the National Cavaliers sing it. It was Victor 21794 from November of 1928. I hope you enjoyed that, Neil. And starting the set, Ramon Newton singing with the Savoy Havana Band in 1926, I'm a little blackbird looking for a bluebird. And we'll come back around to bluebirds a little later on in the program, because of course there are plenty of songs about those. Not to mention an entire label <laughs> named after the Bluebird. Well, back in about 1913, the folks at the Victor label seemed to have had birds on the brain when they paired the two sides of Victor 16094. On the A side, we get the Victor Orchestra playing Arrival of the Robins, a selection by Thomas Allen. Joseph Belmont whistles it. It was made in Camden, New Jersey on December 8, 1913. And for the B-side of this record, they dug into the vaults, such as they were back in 1913, for a record that was made some six years earlier in 1907. It's Harry McDonough singing Robin Redbreast. And it seems that they may have not had access to the original metal part, or maybe it had deteriorated, because I'm quite confident that this is actually a dub of uh, the original Matrix and not the original Matrix itself. Uh, because this was still in the acoustic era, it would have been some kind of pantographic dubbing process, but uh, I think it still sounds pretty decent. So first, from 1913, we'll hear the Victor Orchestra, and then from 1907, Harry McDonough, both sides of Victor 16094, first, Arrival of the Robins. Thank you. 
pretty robin red breast lives within a gilded cage. And with no one there to speak to, was lonely as a bird could be. And his pretty little wings he fluttered, as his words he very softly uttered. I'd like to get a peek at the busy world outside, said he. The birds, the trees, the flowers, the bees, from behind my golden bars I see, I see. Yet the birds of the air and the flowers so rare all seem to sing these words to me. Right at the very end there, you can hear the surface noise of the original recording come to an abrupt end while the record keeps playing, indicating that it was indeed a dub. Harry McDonough in 1907 singing Robin Red Breast. And I should have given credit to the whistler on that side, who was the same guy, Joseph Belmont. Same guy who moments earlier whistled Arrival of the Robins with the Victor Orchestra for us. Both sides of Victor 16094. Well, I don't think there will be any bird whistling in this next set, uh, if that helps you out. We're going to start with Les Paul and Mary Ford. How could we not play this record? From about 1950, it's the famous Mockingbird Hill. When the sun and Birds in the treetops on Mockingbird Hill. Tra la la. 
she's an unhappy bird Cause she weighs three pounds and lives a five pound egg I was feeling oh so merry Till I passed a cemetery For a grave a feller was a crying Your mother? Ah, Lord, ain't my mother. Well, then, is it your brother? <laughs> no, it's another. Well, then, please tell me who is the guy? Yeah, it's my wife's first husband. Why did you die? Listen to the Goonie bird. What a crazy Goonie bird. Flying backwards all around and back again. Oh, she has a bird's eye view Never looks ahead, it's true All she wants to see is where that she has been Homer Haynes and Jethro Burns. Who else? Homer and Jethro in about 1955. Listen to the Goonie Bird. I love that closing line. Though she's a dizzy bird, she's going to be a busy bird because she's sitting on a poison ivy vine. Before that, William H. Reitz in 1911, playing the original Mockingbird by William R. Stubb, upon which Homer and Jethro based their parody. And then starting the set, Les Paul and Mary Ford in 1950, Von Horton's song Mockingbird Hill, issued on Capital 1373. A little while ago, I promised you songs about bluebirds, so let's turn to those now. First, the Green Brothers Marimba Band. In 1925, Margaret McKee comes back to do a little more bird imitation whistling for us. The song by Arthur Lamb and Abe Ullman is called Sweet Bluebird, Take My Love a Message. It's Victor 19861. Then Sam Lannan and the Ipana Troubadours in 1930 give us My Bluebird Was Caught in the Rain. Lovely record it is, sung for us by Scrappy Lambert, Columbia 2271-D. And then heading into the swing era for the final selection, we'll hear from Johnny Messner and his Music Box Band in 1939, a song out of the feature-length animated film Gulliver's Travels, which was put up to compete against Snow White and has become somewhat forgotten today, though it's a, a beautiful film and has some really terrific songs. I like this one. It's called Bluebirds in the Moonlight. Silly idea, it says in parentheses. It's Varsity 8072. But starting us off, the Green Brothers Marimba Band, or Marimba Orchestra, or however you want to call it, and Sweet Bluebird, Take My Love, A Message. (laughs) 
I'm calling again Here am I Chasing the rainbow for my bluebird But maybe my bluebird Was caught in the rain While I'm yearning for the burning sun Only shadows I see Love brings happiness to everyone But so far it has forgotten me So here am I Watching and waiting for my bluebird It must be my bluebird Was caught in the rain Silly Idea, sung by a Music Box host. There are bluebirds in the moonlight. A silly idea, bluebird in the moonlight. But that's how I feel when I'm with you. There are night owls in the daylight. Silly idea, night owl 
in the daylight Oh, maybe my heart is saying who, 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 who Is the one for me You, that's what you've done to me There are bluebirds in the moonlight A silly idea, bluebirds But that's how I feel when I'm with you Johnny Messner and his music box band in 1939. Johnny Messner himself, the vocalist on Bluebirds in the Moonlight. Silly idea. And since this is a song about birds, I have to point out that the composers of that were Ralph Ranger and Leo Robin. (laughs) Robin and Ranger. Well, we have time for one more record on today's Shellac Stack program. And so far, we've heard some dance bands. We've heard some vocalists. We've heard some comedy records. We've heard some instrumental salon-type pieces. Let's close with some out-and-out jazz. Bruce Gray's All-Star Jazzman in 1951, a recording made in Adelaide, Australia, on the Ampersand label, record number 34. The tune goes back to the 20s. Louis Armstrong made it famous, Weatherbird Rag.
a spirited rendition of the Weatherbird Rag, recorded down under in 1951 by Bruce Gray's all-star Jasmine, brings to a close this edition of the Shellac Stack. I hope you've enjoyed our brief little survey of ornithologically-themed records from the 19-teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. Next time, we'll play more 78s, probably not all bird-themed, but you'll have to come back and find out what they do have in common, if anything. In the meantime, thanks so much for tuning in. Take care, and bye-bye. Thank you.